I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with friends, Jess Carey and Sarah Wood, and we are talking about setting family goals. It's that time of year when I start looking forward to what's going to come up, especially in 2024, and I start to formulate all the things that I envision for my family. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some of them actually come to fruition and others do not, but there are some tried and true tips and tricks that we have and even things we want to present to you to consider that would help make some of your vision, your ideas, your goals for your family possible. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, Kim, you are absolutely the guru in this area. All the resources that you have, all the resources I have engaged with, with Build Your Best Family, they are absolutely solid gold. So I'm going to be listening very intently to this episode and really what you have to say, because okay. I'm mm-hmm. like, you're, you're the, you're the expert here. Right. But I know <laughs> you have some good goal setting tips. You talked yeah. about in a previous podcast, so we're going to have yes. to hear some of that wisdom too. For so sure. I will, I will start off by talking about how important having understanding what your values are as a family and letting that set the course. We talk a lot about this on the podcast, having values, what is important to you, what to say yes to, what to say no to, deciding those things ahead of time, letting those values determine your priorities, letting your beliefs determine your priorities. And so I think that's one of the most important things to have up front. And if Mm -hmm. you haven't figured out your values, I think a really easy thing to consider and let guide you is knowing what your why is. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of us make set goals, say, you know, make resolutions but sometimes they're so arbitrary and we don't really have a good why behind them. So not only mm-hmm. are we not, we're, we're doing them for the wrong reasons, but we're not even propelled enough to get them done because we don't have a strong why, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. understanding what your why is, what is important to you and starting from there, I think is a really good thing. So Kim, do you mind. have like a really great question or simple question? I mean, one that comes to mind is, you know, what do you want to be known for? Mm-hmm. You know, you, we we mm-hmm. ask on this podcast a lot, like, what are you known for? But mm-hmm. what do you want to be known for? And maybe why do you want to be known for that? Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start to evaluate what are your values and, mm-hmm. and you know, what's the most important thing to your family? Yeah, I know for us, health is way up there you know, both my husband and myself met at a personal training certification. <laughs> so we were in health and fitness when we met and we sort of carried that lifestyle all the way through to our kids and raising them. My my children, very funny, even when they were very young, I would send them to school with lunch because, you know, I was like, no, I'm going to make you lunch. It's a healthy lunch. And I had another mom from a school once, you know, she said, oh, are you are you Kennedy's mom? And I, I said, yes. She goes, oh, my daughter asks all the time, can I have a Kennedy lunch? Oh. <laughs> and so so all of my daughter's little friends had started to see what she had. And, you know, I, I would send leftovers. I'd send, you know, crudite vegetables with dips and like all kinds of stuff, but all healthy food. And so she said, yeah, you know, 
she, my daughter always talks about Kennedy's lunches and I just found that to be funny, but that is a, a real value. And again, it, it, perpetuates and helps you prioritize what are your goals. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, when my children are running late, because they're in high school now, so I'm like, you should make your own lunch. You're basically in a mini adult. So go make your own lunch. You know how to do that. But even when they're running late, I'm like, I'm not sending them out the door without something healthy because that's mm -hmm. a priority for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. I love that, Jess. That's so good. And it, it honestly, because we're in a season two where, like I said, we've got a young, we have a five-year-old, 11 and 13. So we are, mm -hmm. we're a few steps behind you as far as like raising kids. And so ours are still, we're still forming our values, but something mm -hmm. that's been really important to our family is that we are consistently, and I know this is for most people that are followers of Jesus is, you know, we are very, it is, it is vital for us to make disciples. It is very vital to us to slow down, walk alongside people, be a light to those around us. And so that is something our family truly, truly values. And I know we were speaking a little bit before we got on this podcast, but even we make it a priority to be there for our church family and our neighbors and our friends. And so for us, like if someone needs a meal or if someone needs a ride or if someone needs to be picked up for our family, that's considered a priority. Now we, now we are very mindful and we do have boundaries and we do pray through it and we make sure we're not run ragged, but it is important to us that if it was, if it is in within our means, we want to help our neighbors. And so it's something that is really great to bring my kids alongside and have them learn, how can we bless this person? And it doesn't always have to be monetary. Sometimes it can be, would you like me to, you know, watch your, your toddler while mm -hmm. you go to your doctor's appointment? No, you don't have to pay me. We'll take care of it. My son even was asked just recently to bring in our neighbors went on vacation and he was asked to bring in the neighbor's mail and their trash cans. And they were like, well, we'll pay you. And he, I, on his own, he said, no, 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 I want to help you. I want to bless you. I mean, that's important to our family. It's something that we value. So it's always neat to hear, you know, different, different families and what they do, but it is cool to see how God we weaves that into our fibers as a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a simple exercise that I like to do every year, and sometimes I'll do it mid-year just to sort of regroup, but going through different categories in my life. So mm -hmm. faith, spiritual life, finances, community, health and wellness business and career. And I take those categories and I rate them on a scale of one to 10. Mm -hmm. And then I write a little bit about why I gave them that rating. And then the step after that is figuring out, well, what would a 10 look like in this area? And mm -hmm. so having those two things, looking at them, contrasting them, number one, it allows me to prioritize which, what are the things that I need the most work in? So, you know, if I'm like, if I've got an eight or nine in community and I feel like I've you know, I'm showing up, I'm happy with my relationships. I've, you know, built people like, you know, a community that I can trust Then maybe I don't need any goals around that category mm -hmm. this year. So I quickly see, oh, maybe health and wellness. I'm not doing so great. A 10 would look like me strength training four days a week and possibly, you know, in my 49th year of life running a half marathon. <laughs> So like, what, what, what does a 10 look like? And so then that starts to kind of give you what your goals are so that you're not coming up with them out of nowhere. Right. And so 
that's a really fun exercise for me to start to envision, be honest with myself about where I am and then start to cast a vision for what it looked like. And then from there is when I back out and start making the goals. Okay, what are the steps I have to take to get to that 10? Can I do them? And what does that look like? You just described, not even kidding, Zig Ziglar's Wheel of Life activity. I'm going to make it up. So I got it from somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) That is possibly where you got it. We will definitely put the link to that in the show notes. But that is what it is. It's like physical, spiritual, financial, personal, mental, family, and career are the sort of categories of the wheel. And then all of the subcategories have these different checklists, you know, and you, you add them up if you feel like you're doing well in that. And I used to be a marriage coach. And one of the things we'd have our couples do this and we would say, what would it look like in your year to just move the needle one one Mm -hmm. segment in the priority, you know, like of your marriage, right? What does that look like? And it can be simple things like if you're struggling mentally, you know, is is it your attitude? Is it your education? Is it what you're reading? Are you are you consuming inspiring, uplifting things? Or, you know, are you are you sitting in front of the news every day and like you're on this negative you know, wheel? So definitely I think, you know, we'll we'll put that activity in the show notes for you guys. But it is a really helpful tool, certainly, to figure out, okay, how do I how am I doing? And then it'll help stir some ideas of what are some goals and where how do I want to move the needle into a more positive space for that particular area? I love that. And you know, something this this reminds me because we don't do it that extensive. So I learned something. So thank you so much, Kim, because I love that idea for me personally. But something that my husband and I have done you know, we like to do a meeting every year at the beginning of the year. And we, you know, I know later we'll talk about kind of the check-ins, but we'll talk right now at the beginning of the year, we do it sometime in January and we get together and we, you know, either have a nice dinner or we get some charcuterie, you know, just try to make it fun for him and I, but we talk about, okay, what do we want to do this year? Do we want to take a family vacation? Do we want to instead save for this, that, and the other thing? How are we doing with our budget? And sometimes it's a really long meeting. Like sometimes it can get to be three or four hours, but Mm -hmm. we want to get together and just have those conversations of what my goals are, what his goals are, and then how can we support one another? One of my husband's goals this year was to go work out more regularly. And, you know, it's so beautiful to see we're at the end of the year and he's still doing that pattern. And it's because we met, we were intentional and I, you know, we got on board together and I was able to support him in that and know, okay, he might be a little later from work or he might leave Mm -hmm. a little earlier from work because he wants to go to the gym. And so I want to support him in that. And so that's just something that's really helped our family is having that meeting. My husband and I, beginning of the year, we share my goals his goals, and then our family goals together. I I think that's incredible. And it actually, I'm kind of jumping ahead with our, our points that we want to make here, but regular checkups on goal setting are crucial. I have a friend, I have a lot of like really motivated humans in my life. <laughs> and one of my best girlfriends, she joined this intense accountability group where if she does not do her progress steps during the week, she owes the group $50 every Friday. And it's like 50 push-ups or something. I mean, it's crazy wow. radical. So 
let me just tell you, this woman is motivated to get her goals. And the other thing that it does when you have this regular check-in, when you have regular accountability and you set boundaries or you set expectations, then when you don't measure up and, and the, I guess, punishment (laughs) for not doing it, you actually set more realistic goals and Mm. incremental and you have incremental growth. Like you're not going to be like, you know what? I'm going to publish 10 books this year. Mm -hmm, You're you're never Mm -hmm. going to say that. Sarah, you write too. So you're like, no, that's just Mm -hmm. completely unrealistic. (laughs) But you may say, you know, I'm going to finish you know, I don't know, 5,000 words this week. Now that might push it given your time frame, but you know that it's more realistic than I'm going to, you know, do 10,000 or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that regular check-ins. It's super crucial to actually ever accomplishing a goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that circles back to this long-term, short-term idea. There are some goals that are better met if you give them shorter time periods than if you're long-term having long-term goals. Like I'd probably guess that working out is probably a long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Like what are what are the ways that you can do it and it be sustainable? And then there's so it's mm-hmm. like a sprint and a marathon. Like Right. I think you, I think that, that what they, there's books about it mm-hmm. and I've heard a lot of productivity people talk about it. And it's this idea of setting a goal for 90 days, like 90 days is doable because you don't, mm-hmm. you know, lose momentum. They're easier to do check-ins for there's, e- they're easier to track, you know, there's a finish line. Mm-hmm. And so understanding the difference between long-term goals, short-term goals, and then planning accordingly. And then it allows you, once you figure out what's realistic, that allows you to decide, is this a long-term goal? Is this a short-term goal? Yeah. And then that's how you can kind of back out of that and make the steps to get you there. And I love what you said too about achievable. Like both of you have mentioned that achievable, mm-hmm. like we aren't going from you know, never working out to working out every day, three hours a day. Like Mm -hmm. that is setting yourself up for failure. Like it was a great, my husband said, I'm going to join a gym and I'm going to try to go three times a week. Like that was his goal. And he has reached that and even some weeks surpasses it. But he's like, my three day a week is my minimum. Mm -hmm. And it's so encouraging to see that happen because when he does three week, three days a week, then he's able to say, oh, great. I have some free time. I'm going to go this week, four or five days a week. And so I love what you said though, just about that being that way, because especially for our own children, you know, sometimes I think my kids can do that as well. They can say, well, I want to you know, learn how to do something completely crazy. And you're like, well, hold on, wait a second. Like, let's take those small achievable steps, your, your Mm -hmm. short-term goals that you can then turn into long-term goals. And my daughter wanted to learn how to crochet those little cute, like little stuffed animal things. Oh yeah. Super, super cute. But I'm looking at it like cross-eyed, like blink, blink. (laughs) I've never done this. She's never done this. And I said, you know, honey, like, I'm not sure that we're going to be able to jumpstart from like here to like crocheting things to sell. Like, I think we're going to have to start small. And sure enough, she started with, you know, her little line. It was just like a line of like crochet. And then she, she made it to like little doilies. And then she um, ended up purchasing a kit to have her learn how to do a stuffed animal first. And I know this is maybe small and may sound silly, but to walk a child through it is really important because mm-hmm. they won't, mm-hmm. then it, it helps them not want to quit when they can't get to making huge stuffed animals to sell on Etsy for 50 bucks a pop or whatever. 
And they, they need to learn those small things. And that really helps someone become a lifelong learner and a goal setter and not just someone that wants to quit when they can't get, you know, the results they want right Mm -hmm. away. Absolutely. (laughs) And I know that with goal setting, one of my, one of my many professions, as I mentioned before, we were in health and fitness. So I was a personal trainer. So, you know, it was like these short-term goals, they snowball into long-term goals. If you're not accomplishing the short-term goals, then momentum, it stalls. There's discouragement that comes into your mindset. And really it it will stop you from moving forward in your goal long-term or short-term. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's important to to, as you mentioned, achievable. And that brings us to sort of our next point is this idea of smart goals. And you, you know, you can look it up online, but it's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. And time bound. So set yourself a deadline for when you want to have this accomplished, I think is just so important. Kim, I would love to hear how you set SMART goals in your household because you have been able to accomplish a lot with your family. Yeah, so let's see, SMART goals. I think like for me, getting specific, like is really, all of these steps are really important, Mm -hmm. but throwing out ideas Like, for example, I think of books, like we want our kids to read more. So we'll talk about, okay, so like, let's set a reading goal. But once you set that reading goal, which I think is number one, measurable, because we're going to put a number around it. It is relevant because they're in school and, you know, the more Mm -hmm. they read, the more I believe that they succeed in school. What does it look like to achieve it? Like, are we, are we going to say 50 books a year? Is that actually achievable? Do you want to do that? So coming up with a number that's achievable and then being specific about how they're going to get to it. So for example, if you are going to read, got to do the math, real, make the math real easy, you know, <laughs> two times 12 is 24. You're going to read two, 24 oh. books this year. That's mm-hmm. two books a month, mm-hmm. right? Be very specific so you can you can keep on track. You can know if I'm on my way. Do I need to speed up? Do I need to slow down? Am mm-hmm. I, you know, doing what needs to be done? And so talking about, goals arbitrarily and throwing ideas and brainstorming, that's really fun. But -hmm. if there's not a plan in order to walk it out, they're, they're really worthless. You know, whether it's a value you want to live out, like how, like you were talking, Sarah, about how you show up in the community, like really saying, okay, here's what it looks like for our family to show up in the community, not just say, Mm -hmm. oh, we want to be a light. Well, what does that mean? Let's define that. Mm -hmm. So I think defining it, is really important as well. I found that throughout the year, it's really incredible when it comes to accountability is using language around those goals on a regular basis. So are we revisiting them? Are we bringing them up? Are we remembering to circle back with everyone on them, whether it's at your family business meeting or at your dinner time? Like, how are you doing with that goal? Do you need anything for me to help you meet that? How am Mm. I doing in support of you? And then even sharing as a mom, sometimes I don't always share my goals or what I'm up to, but being sure to say, Hey, like I, I hit my goal or I, I, this month I did what I said I was going to do. And like sharing with them your own personal struggles and victories around goal setting really create this atmosphere where, you know, we are growing, we are setting goals, we are achieving something, we are doing hard things. You know, we're not just Mm -hmm. going with the flow, letting it ride. So I think all of those really work Mm -hmm. really well together. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love too that, you know, you're you're having those check-ins with your kids. Like you're you're mm-hmm. saying, how can I support you in this? And it's in mm-hmm. in that same way as holding them accountable so that they don't get when they get tired, when they get discouraged, when things get hard, like you said, mm-hmm. they don't just throw in the towel. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, being a kid and I used to run when I was like young, 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 like elementary school. I loved running and I'll never forget somebody beat me one time in the mile. I used to always be like the first, the first to finish the mile in the class or whatever. And I remember like that day I wanted to quit because I was like, well, someone beat me. So I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And I remember my dad really pushing me and being like, no, you are not. And it does not matter if you're first, you're going to, you're going to keep running. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time not being happy about it. But now I'm like, I'm so glad that he pushed me a little bit gently in a Mm. healthy way to say like, no, we don't just throw in the towel when someone else beats Mm -hmm. you. You know, Mm -hmm. you are there to do your personal best. And so I just, I just think that's so encouraging is that we do push our kids a little bit in Mm -hmm. a healthy way. And part of that is that accountability of checking in. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think, you know, kind of like cir- circling back to the the smart goals, like you can, you can, in that instance with you running, right. Mm-hmm. Your, your dad could have said, okay, you could have a goal. Like I don't want to lose next year or next race. Right. Well, that's a very generic, it, it's not measurable. You can't, you can't right. achieve it. There's no guarantee. Right. So it's more like, okay, what was your personal best this time? Like, what was your mile? So we want to decrease your mile time by 20 seconds. You know, that's a more specific, measurable, is it achievable? Yes. And when do you want to have it done by by the next time the race rolls around? And so that's how we can sort of reformat these goals and and provide encouragement to our kids and to ourselves by how we actually create them. But Kim, you mentioned something before that I really like, you're like, you know, you're just brainstorming. Oh, I'm all caught up here. You're like, you're all brainstorming. Mm -hmm. You're like all this, and that can be really fun. And so I've, this year I'm adding something to our goal setting. Normally we set time aside as a family. We all get, get together. You know, we have the different buckets, the spiritual, physical, financial, et cetera. But this year I want to do a vision boarding session. So allow our minds to sort of get a little bit more dreamy, if you will. And then also to have a visual representation of what those goals are, because that solidifies it in our minds. You know, what do we want to accomplish? And again, that doesn't mean that it's going to look exactly like that. I think anytime that we follow Christ, (laughs) Our vision of what something is going to look like is never what it actually ends up looking like, but we can at least set our hearts on something and a visual representation of our goals actually helps us to continue to pursue it. And so that's something that I'm adding to our goal setting this year. And again, regular check-ins, that's something I'm really bad at. We're, we set goals in January and then usually on our summer vacation, we might revisit it, but, but it really depends on where we go. Like if we go to somewhere in the States and we've got a two hour flight, we might do a check-in in June or July. But this year we went out of country and I'm like, nope, that did not happen. <laughs> So anyways, I, well, that's I love, what I think. I love vision boards and I've never done them with my family. I've done them, you know, different women's breakfast or something like that. 
you can put it up in your home and put it somewhere mm-hmm. where you see it all the time. So then you remember to do those check-ins, right? That's what's brilliant about them. I'm a visual person. If I, and, and what I've been wanting to do in my office, which I've yet to do, is just write the things that I'm working on up on the board so I can see them often. I have mm-hmm. been putting things week to week in my journal, but I've also found that when I have, I've gone through different seasons where I have different planners trying, I'm trying them all to see which one works best for me. But the seasons when I'm writing down my top three goals and I'm writing them over and over again each day, it really helps to keep them at the forefront. So, cause it's easy. It's easy for me to forget. Oh, wait, did I say I was going to do that? Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> did I really say that? <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That visual, like hang it in your house or somewhere where you're mm-hmm. going to see it regularly. Mm-hmm. So it's a reminder, like, am I working towards that? Am I am I actually moving it forward or mm-hmm. is it just up there? And Hey there, listeners. Are you ready to start setting some goals? Well, I have a simple tool for you. It's my family assessment sheet. This simple yet powerful sheet will help you assess where you are right now in different areas of your life, like relationships, career, health, or personal development. This tool is something that I use repeatedly with my coaching clients and in my online courses. It'll help you get a clear picture of your current situation, allowing you to identify the areas that need a little bit of love and attention, and it'll set you up to set goals for yourself and for your family that will move you from where you are to where you want to be. You can download our family assessment sheet now by following the link in the show notes and get ready to take the first steps towards a brighter 2024 today. And here's the other thing about goal setting. Sometimes you set a goal and then the goal feels overwhelming and it feels so far away and it can bring discouragement into your heart. And so be aware of that. If a goal needs to change or be modified, Mm -hmm. then you can do that. You know, I think that that is okay. Life throws a lot of monkey wrenches into our plans. And so we need to be prepared to make modifications to our goals and achievements, you know, in order to just be in a healthy place. Flexibility. Flexibility Mm -hmm. is huge. It's so huge, right? I mean, because you're right. It's things happen, things outside of our control. I think that's something super important is that I think goals are so vital because it is what what we can do in the best of our ability. But I think oftentimes a lot of things happen, can happen to us or can happen to our plans. And so it's like, okay, then what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, immediately think of, and this will be brief, but my son wanted so badly to play spring ball. He made the team. And then on the second game, he broke his arm. Oh goodness. And so that goal changed very mm-hmm. quickly. And it was something that he could not control. However, part of his goal during that time was rather than be upset, negative, stew on it all the time, he was going to then use that time to do other things. So he read some, actually some things on baseball so that he could (laughs) practice his technique when he was able to play again. But I was really encouraged by that pivot of his, that flexibility. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, it was hard. I'm not saying there weren't tears. I'm not saying there wasn't prayers of anger. But what I am Mm -hmm. seeing was, is that he used that time for good. And so I think, like you said, is that we can be flexible in our goals and say, okay, that goal, unfortunately, had we had to stop that. Now, what are we going to do with our time that we have it? 
I think that's resilient and that's really, really healthy. Yeah. And that's worth celebrating, which, which leads Mm -hmm. us to the sort of final point. It's like when you accomplish something, whether it's small or huge, you know, celebrate that and reward yourself in some capacity. Like we always talk about commemorating, you know, big achievements in some way, like what does that look like? So I just love, you know, the celebrating part is sometimes what we skip over. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but it's like, oh yeah, I did that thing. And then you just move right to the next goal. Like, no, let's like really celebrate. Let's really, you know, take time to honor the hard work and effort that, you know, someone has put into achieving something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been, I've done goal setting programs where they say, what will you do? How will you celebrate when you achieve this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to think about. And I think it's important to, again, like what I said earlier, share your successes. Like I often as a mom keep things to myself, but then I start to feel like, does anybody even notice that I'm a person too? You know? (laughs) (laughs) So when I first started doing it, it felt uncomfortable, but now I'm like, Hey guys, I did this. I got a new client. I just finished this project or I just Mm -hmm. did this. And I'm, I'm trying to make that normal. So then eventually they, they do, they are, they're older now and they've gotten to the point where they will ask me about the things I'm doing and they'll encourage me, but celebrating for sure is important. How do you guys, how do you celebrate a goal? How do you give me some examples? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always looking for good stuff. Well, it's funny. I was just about to say, so somehow a lot of the small, like the goals that I have are more like personal and they can be small. So I've had some that are like as simple as just, I wanted to read through the Bible. (laughs) Like, and I didn't put it. I said, I wanted to read through the Bible in a year. I read through the Bible in 13 months, but I still celebrated that. Mm -hmm. So how I do that, to be honest with you is every month, I write three wins that have a, that either I've accomplished or that have happened that month. I really try to stick it to things that we've either worked for or that we've like that I've worked for or that we've worked for as a family. So whether that be, you know, my, we worked really hard and my son and he studied and he got a good grade on a test, you know, something like that, that we've worked for. And then I just consistently, this might sound very simple, but I just look back at them. I look back and say, look what we did. Like, look what we did in February of 2021. Like Mm -hmm. that is an awesome accomplishment that we worked through, through perseverance, through, you know, patience, all those things. And it just really is able to show a God's faithfulness, but B that we can do this. And it's just a small way to celebrate and honor what we've done. So every month I have stacks of journals that I just write June, 2021, when, 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 you know, June, 2022, mm-hmm. when like I do it and it, and I love being able to look back on those things. It's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think just acknowledgement for me again is, is, important. I've been trying to write daily wins because there's, it's really easy Mm. for me to go through a whole day and be like, what did I do? But when I stop to recognize, oh, like maybe I didn't get to the gym, but I connected with my daughter today, that's worth writing down. And it also Mm. keeps things in perspective too, especially I would say in terms of my marriage, I'm trying to set these mini goals. And so 
if I do what I actually set out to do, I'll write that down. It'll be like, I can't imagine what's going to happen when my kids get a hold of these. It's going to be like, I kissed my husband when he came home from work today, because guess what? All last week, I didn't do that. You know? <laughs> so for me, it's just, it is writing them down too. And, and just acknowledging them. I mean, I do have a few things where I'm like, if I do that, I'm going to do a spa day. Or if I do that, I'm going to go out to dinner and invite some friends. And so I kind of make up these random little celebrations, but they're not really as impactful as just having my, my stopping to recognize and putting words to it mm-hmm. and, and having my, my people just mm-hmm. acknowledge what I've done. I think that's, that feels very celebratory mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. As I mentioned, I have a real hard time with pausing long enough to actually celebrate things. So mm-hmm. You know, Sarah, I love that you said, you know, you write your monthly wins. I think that that would be something that I could, you know, easily start. And certainly it would be just that reminder, like, hey, you know, there were there were lots of things accomplished for sure. But when you're just kind of like going to the next thing, sometimes you just don't. I, I don't know. I guess it's also hard for me to acknowledge when I've accomplished something And I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but, you know, my husband is the one who brags on me way more than I ever, like, put my hand up like, oh, I did that, you know, and it's really hard, even, you know, as a content creator and things like that to market yourself when you have that mindset, it's like, no, I just want to move to the next thing, but taking the time to share you know, the beautiful things that God has empowered us to do and accomplish is also really important because it doesn't always just point back to us. It points back to his faithfulness Mm -hmm. in our lives Mm -hmm. and equipping us with the health that we need and the energy we need to do these things. So that was a good reminder. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That'll be what I'm going to do now is just brainstorm some good (laughs) celebratory things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get myself a mason jar put some, pull them out, you know, like pull tabs, like I'm going to do this today, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I would have to tell you, I have set some financial goals for myself because I've shifted some of the ways I've been I'm making money now. And I think one of them will be to get a house cleaner. Oh, yes. I like that one. Right. Because that'll be like, when I feel like I've made this amount of money that I feel like that is, I can spend that. Yeah. And that's so, so I, I do have that goal. And that I like that goal. I think that's going to be on my list. I don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> I know. I have I'm, to start calculating <laughs> what that's going to be, but I want to tell Alex, my main goal this year is to hire a housekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's just like, and I'll occasionally do that because we used to have a house cleaner years ago when the kids were little and it was such a godsend. And then we did a renovation mm-hmm. to our house. And so instead of going, Oh yeah, you can't possibly like clean all of this. It was like, Oh, that's too much for a house cleaner to clean. You can clean that yourself is is somehow how it went because we spent the money on the renovation. So we no longer had the money to clean it. And I was like, if you had told me that this. Yeah. I would have kept the other house with the housekeeper. Exactly. (laughs) Anyways, I mean, it's been years and we have a Saturday routine and I have older kids, although they're two of them are off at college. So I am back to doing most of everything on my own. Like you said, Jess, about the chores in the other episode, like I'm right there with you. But I'm getting to a point now where I'm starting to shift what my work looks like and I can't do it all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I have to, at some point, figure out a better system or delegate it. And so when do, when when I get to a certain achievement in that business, I do want to bring somebody back. And even if it looks like once a quarter, 
just to have somebody do a deep clean, you know, that's a reward for taking the risks I'm taking, Mm -hmm. putting in the work, putting in the time. And that would be, that would be one for me that I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. setting for the new year. And, and Mm -hmm. whoever's listening, do not underestimate the beauty of having a housekeeper come do a deep clean. I mean, there is no better mental health day for me than the day that the cleaners come because, but I do actually, I tell my family, don't mess it up. I need Mm -hmm. one hour of it smelling (laughs) like this. And looking like this. Why don't you just go to grandma's for the weekend? How about you, you do that? One hour? You go away for one hour so just I can one. sit in this clean house. Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing. It seems yeah. so far, you know, with a five-year-old yeah. still, he's still, I mean, he's pr- he's pretty good about cleaning up his stuff, but we're still in a stage of, toy, you know, some toys mm-hmm. and he'll take mm-hmm. his socks off and throw them and, you know, whatever. But, mm-hmm. oh, that's funny. But I I do love that celebratory because it, it that is a bigger that's almost like a long-term celebration goal, mm-hmm. which I do think is important is something to look forward to. And mm-hmm. I think that that can also be something financially that you can set like, Hey, we're saving yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. We're saving right. for this big thing. And that also teaches the, you know, kids, the value of not going into debt, which is super mm-hmm. important. Our not going into debt. And it also teaches them, you know, patience. I mean, there's so much yeah. that teaches mm-hmm. them when you do those long-term things of like, you know, it can be something like a house cleaner. It can be, we're going to go to a vacation. It can be a new car, you know, whatever right. it is. Super, super important to set those goals. And then that is the celebration, you know, yeah. getting mm-hmm. that car, getting that cruise, getting that or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, it is. That's good. righty, I think that wraps us up. Any last minute thoughts on setting goals? Do you guys have any that you're particularly... Have you thought about your goals yet? Are you formulating? Do you have anything to share or something you are going to be working to, towards? Oh, goodness. Yes. But the Lord has pressed me on this goal. And I don't know if I want to share it with the world yet. Because <laughs> then we're going to hold you accountable. And, and that's three it. Months that's from now, it. I'd be say like, it this loud. is the follow up episode to the yeah. goals we set. <laughs> so, so, Kim, you know this of me. I started writing a book in 2021. And basically like wrote, I wrote, I wrote a lot. I didn't realize how much I had written. I thought I'd maybe be halfway done. And the end of this year, the Lord was like, I, my husband and I are acquiring business. So that's going to be like our big goal for next year is ensuring that that business stays profitable. We have an expansion plan, all that kind of thing. Um, But I had a free day and I asked the Lord, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do with my time? You know, I'd done all the things that I needed for the business to be done. And the Lord said, right. And me and my usual self, I was like, like a podcast episode or a blog. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, short things. And the Lord was like, no, you know what I'm talking about. And so I revisited my book and started to just edit a chapter that I had written. And I, I got into it and I thought to myself, I'm like, I, I really like this book. <laughs> I really like what I had started. So then the next day, again, you know, I had some time. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do with my time? I want you to write. And he said, and I want you to see how much you've already written. And so then I went back because I, I wrote this particular book in a way where I did individual chapters. So I didn't have it in one big manuscript. And so I calculated everything and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm like three quarters of the way done. I'm not just halfway done. And the Lord said, I want you to finish. 
before you acquire this business. So now I have a deadline that it's December 31st. Like I need to have my awful, terrible, jumbled, rough draft completely finished. So yeah, so that's a big goal. And that's what I'm working towards. And trust me, every day I'm wrestling with my keyboard to finish my manuscript. So really quick, December 31st, as in like two and a half weeks. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, it is. Okay. Uh, but I really only though. have, I mean, at the end of the day, Sarah, I really think that I only have about 10,000 words to complete. So it is doable. It is feasible mm-hmm. to finish. I'm giving myself, you know, through kind of like until the kids go back to school, because that's realistically when I would be right. in the business full time every day. So that's that's my my so final specific, deadline is then measurable, yes. right? Achievable. Do you know how many words a day does that mean for you? Yeah. Just how many words a week is that? <laughs> it's about it's just over a thousand words a day to complete. I I have I have exceeded that since I started. So I am excited about that. But I also know in my edits, I'm going to trash a lot of those words. It's just get it out, like mm-hmm. just finish what I need to finish. And then I'll go back and and do the hard stuff. I mean, the editing is always the hard stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that is awesome. That's a big goal. Yep. I feel I feel kind of small, you know, saying this after your large goal, but I think this goal is still good. It's still important. Yes. So I normally every year I decide I'm either going to read through the Bible mm-hmm. in a year or I'm going to read a book a month. Um, so instead this year, I'm actually going to do both. So that's my goal this year is I realize I have done a lot. I've done one or the other. I think that's good, but mm-hmm. I am now at a place where I'm like, you know what? I spent a lot of time, you know, just scrolling or like, you know, and I'm like, I could be using this time to read more. So I'm going to be reading a book a month and the Bible at the same time. Okay. Time out. I have a question, a clarifying question for your goal. Do audio books count? They do. They do count. But (laughs) I I will tell you, are you ready for this? Yes. I I am an old-fashioned girl. I actually Oh, I love like paper books, yeah. Own my book. Mm-hmm. So I've got a lot and I like to highlight. Mhm. So th- I think that's why I do have a Kindle. I can read on it. It's you can okay. highlight on a Kindle too. You mm-hmm. can, you can, <laughs> but I do I I do like just that paper copy and that yeah. satisfaction mm-hmm. of just oop, poop, like I just love it. So anywho, that is my goal. But yes, audiobooks do count. I have actually really only read through, read two audiobooks. Like, mm. otherwise, I need the book. And guess mm. what? One of the books that I did listen to on an audiobook, I ended up buying and reading. Well, okay. So this is, again, here I go, clarifying question. So okay. I don't, I'm with you. Nonfiction, I got to have it. I got to have the book. I got to highlight. I got to do the notes. Like I, you know, I want to go do the scripture references. If it's a Christian nonfiction, all of it. But I listen to fiction audiobooks when I'm in the car and I love it. It is soul care for me. It is so, it's so life-giving because I love to get caught up in the story. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I do set, I set similar reading goals that I want to like, you know, do these Mm -hmm. books. So I include that even though they're fiction and they're just kind of entertainment for me. But 
that I love that. I love that you're like, yes, yes I can. Do I listen to the audio book fiction when I'm cleaning. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm reading. I'm then listening. I don't to... mind. Then I don't mind like that. I'm scrubbing a toilet and it's <laughs> taking longer than I thought. And I'm like cleaning hair out of the shower drain. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm you know, listening so to Corey Ten Boom's right now. Corey Ten Boom, The Hiding Place. Isn't that what uh-huh. it's called? Mm-hmm. I, it's a fabulous book. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys are going to be shocked. I actually don't I know we're probably delaying this, but I are delaying this, but I love, I don't read fiction, but I do read children's, like I, I'm homeschool. So we do yeah, a of lot of that fiction. Like mm-hmm. I, I do, I still do read aloud with my kids, you know, whatever. So I, think I count that, the books I read with my husband, with my children, by the way. Yeah. They're on my book. Like if I have my yeah. book goal. I Wait a minute. Do you have a book club? Do you have a family book club, Kim? This no, like no, no, no. A- but there are books that I'm like, my husband will not read unless I like make him read them with me or I, yeah. or I rather I read them out loud to him. Mm-hmm. So I, that goes on my list. Oh man. yeah. We do devotional yeah. together. That goes on my list. So I'm, I'm one book away from my goal for this year. So I have plenty of time. You got two weeks. Of, I know I'm <laughs> yeah. in the middle of two books right now and I should finish them up pretty soon. And then we have one devotional that I told my husband, I go, we are going to get this done before the end of the year. Cause we were doing it every day. And then he, he was out of work for a while. So we were doing devotionals every day. And now it's only the days he doesn't take the train into the city. And I was like, we need to finish this by the end of the year. <laughs> this is going on my list. <laughs> we are achieving this because I have a reward that is amazing. Yes, I'm going to write it in my journal. <laughs> yes. I love it. Love it. Well, yes, let's celebrate yep. all of our achievements and happy goal setting. Yes. 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 All right. Thank you, ladies. We'll be checking back in with you later about these. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Besides sharing this podcast with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways that you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive, and your reviews help families find us. And remember, family culture isn't about perfect, it's about purpose.